want you to meet Private Desmond Doss. Apparently, Private Doss does not believe in violence. He does not practice violence. He will not even deign to touch a weapon. You see, Private Doss is a conscientious objector. So I plead with you, do not look to him to save you on the battlefield, because he will undoubtedly be too busy wrestling with his conscience to assist. Sarge, that's not Private, true, Sarge. As you were. Now, I realize some of you might have strong feelings about this. It is what we men fight for, to defend our rights and to protect our women and children. Even if Private Doss's beliefs might cause women and children to die. So I will expect everyone in this company to give Private Doss the full measure of respect he is due for the short time he will be with us. Am I clear? Yes, Sergeant! We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Won't you come to your body? This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Okay, now it's awkward. Uh, this is episode 278, and tonight we're talking about Hacksaw Ridge. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, also hides from strong gusts of wind, Jimison. Usually I'm the one causing the strong gusts of wind. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately for those people around me, I know that's disgusting, but <laughs> it's... Whatever uh, works. It's, it's a medical condition, I'm just saying. Speaking of farts, th- this is this is actually really sweet. Who so, said anything about farting, Sean? Yeah, speaking of, where did come that come on. from? Speaking of gusts Jeez. of wind, uh, <laughs> it was uh, um, talked about in uh, a doc- the documentary about Mr. Rogers. Uh, his wife was there on set while they were doing the, the most recent movie with Tom Hanks. And they asked, you know, like, what was one of the things that, like, Fred would do to make you laugh? And she's like, he would literally fart on set to make me laugh. <laughs> he would just she literally said it she's like she he would just lean over raise a cheek up let one rip and uh and she said it, it got and it made me laugh every time <laughs> i just love the idea wow. of mr rogers farting on set to make for him laugh. that cracks me up um also uh that other voice you hear is sam there's a knife in my boot vector yes so many different ways to kill you in this movie sure that uh it's really hard to pick one okay. to tell you the truth um, I'd probably do more along the lines of, uh, stab you and then put your almost dead body on a grenade and then kind of ride your body like a surfboard as the explosion takes off. All right. That sounds fun. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm I figured down. you'd like that. Yeah. That's, that sounds, that's very, um, descriptive and, and horrifying. So, all right. Yeah. Well, this is uh, Hacksaw Ridge. My goodness, I've talked about this movie ever since I saw it back in 2016, and I am so excited that we finally get to review it. Um, 
we scheduled this movie. It was going to be on the day after the 80, no, oh geez, math, 82nd, uh, 87th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Um, but Andrew had the flu, and so we had to reschedule, which is, you know. I, did, I, did I hear right that they <clears throat> closed that down? What? Or not de- close it down, but they, they have it, like, re- being refurbished or something. I mean, like, something was wrong with the boat under the water or something. Uh, I don't know. Um, I heard. I thought I heard something along that lines of, they, like, it was unsafe to go to the memorial anymore. They've, they've, um, they've closed it down before. Mm-hmm. For for repairs and for things like that, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's down right now. Let's see. According have you ever been? I have. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing on here oh. on the Pearl Harbor website. That website. Would what about that you, there. Andrew? Have you ever been to that one? I've never been. No. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's amazing um, and sad at the same time because mm-hmm. as you're standing on that floating little museum there and you look down over the window and see you can still see obviously the Arizona and mm-hmm. they uh they said there's still oil bubbling yeah there's still oil leaking out and they said it will continue to do so for like another uh 20 20 or so years a Sorry. long time yeah, yeah. so um <clears throat> but it's it's amazing and it's and it's um uh, even as a kid when I went there cuz I was I went there when I was like 13 like even at 13 I kind of knew what it was and how why it was important. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so uh, yep. so yeah, Andrew, tell me uh, if you will, real quick, what what is Hacksaw Ridge? The heck did we watch? World War II Army medic Desmond T. Doss, who served during the Battle of Okinawa, refuses to kill people and becomes the first man in the American history to receive the Medal of Honor without firing a shot. Great. All right. Yeah. No, that, that actually works. Uh, Sam, this is where you give us your five-word review for the movie. My five-word review? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's start us off by um, the first one was DOS saves the entire core. Okay. Right? Well, and then my second one core. would be, uh, well, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, wow. Right? Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about this movie, too, and I was like, you know... They really, because this is the second time I've seen it, and I'm glad I got to see it again um, right before this, because you don't realize how angelic this movie is until you get to the beach, right? Until they climb that thing and go up the ladder. It's really not that bad of a movie in terms of optics, you know, what you see and, um, you know, what happens to a lot of the soldiers and things like that. So I thought I thought that was fairly interesting the way they did that because then when the the fighting starts, holy cow! It's it's literally like a punch in the face. It's yeah. like you know the first few scenes of Saving Private Ryan. If they would have saved it for you know after a you know talking about life and you know beautiful sunsets and and, yeah. and all that sort of mess. Yeah, and then they set you on the beach. Yeah, if we would have gotten the hour of. The Matt Damon story of him and his brother shipping out, yeah. you know, like in the girlfriend in the barn and um, mm-hmm. and meeting the captain and that he was a teacher and, you know, and, you know, joining up and becoming an officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we would have got an hour of that and then had the beach scene, you're right. Like it's, 
it, it, that's what it would have been like. The reason why it's yeah. so effective in Saving Private Ryan is that it hits you. We've never the, seen that before. Yeah, we. I mean, like we in the movies. We we've all seen action movies that start off strong, but that that movie. I mean, it literally is a punch to the face. So yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, Andrew. Okay. Well, I have two as well, and one of them I have to preface a little bit. Okay. Um, which I guess really makes it more than five words, but whatever. <laughs> so I think you have said that this is a Mel Gibson-directed film. Well, I have before. I don't know if you said that or not. I haven't today, but, but yes, uh, I have said before. Um, but I, Mel Gibson is a genius. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. I, and I'd know that there are people he's a that crazy, have uh, Yeah, he's certainly crazy and and not probably not the greatest person, but yeah. a, a really great director. Um, yeah. And and then my, uh, he's, I mean, he's great behind the camera. The uh, second one is my new favorite war movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? So is this, this yeah. was your first time then, Andrew? This, yeah, this took my this wow. took the place of Saving Private Ryan. For me, oh wow, that that one was, you know, my favorite war movie. But this one, I think, actually, like you guys were saying, the the storytelling, uh, I don't know this this whole thing to me is just well. I, I tell you what, we'll get into that. I'll let you do your five word review, Sean. I don't I don't want to burst any bubbles here. Oh, okay. We'll, um, we'll get into that. I don't think bur- yeah. I don't think bubbles. Yeah, no, I'm, now I'm interested to hear what what Andrew. Has to say, sure. Uh, mine is simply I, I I'm not clever enough to do two like you guys. I just did the one. Did you you did your two right, Andrew? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, I'm not clever enough for two. Um, I'm usually good enough, just enough for one. And that one is second best war movie ever. Oh wow! So you did second. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's I didn't say it wasn't my favorite, which it's not, but. Um, I still think Saving Private Ryan is a better film uh, mm-hmm. for for the, for the story that it tells, but it's not a real story. This being right. a real story makes it this is a real story incredible. I mean, it's truly, truly, truly incredible, and frankly, <coughs> a little excuse me. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Uh, frankly, a little unbelievable. Well, in, and in that. I actually From read reading, you probably yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. There, Sam. But I read somewhere that they actually Mel Gibson believed that that the audience would find it unbelievable. So he kind of watered down the heroics of yep. this guy. Mm. Yeah, that's just that's incredible. And I read that. I read some of the the stuff on his uh, Medal of Honor page. Yeah. And uh, holy crap, you know. Yeah. Eight, I think one of them was eight yards from an enemy uh, bunker or something like that. He's sitting there, you know, helping people out, trying to get them back to, you know, it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible. I I posted on our Facebook um, page, basically the, uh, the, his actual medal of honor, mm-hmm. like what it was, uh, he was, what he is awarded for. I posted the whole thing. Uh, I didn't want to read it. Uh, I wanted people to have an opportunity to read it, and it's 
It, it really is all of those things. It is truly incredible. Yep. So we could spend the next 35 minutes just talking about how awesome this dude is. But instead of doing that, because that would be a little boring, uh, I do want to talk about the movie itself. Um, I okay. think that the movie itself also is really good. It's filmed uh, in a way. You get a couple of flashbacks throughout. The, you get a little bit. Uh, I like the fact that we, we have to earn the reason why he doesn't hold a gun. Yeah. You know, like we have to earn that later in the movie. We don't just get that at the beginning. You know, we, we find out yeah. that he has violence in him when we see that early on when he, when he almost kills his brother with a brick. And then, later, yeah. and then later in the movie, you know, and then we find out why he won't hold a weapon. And that's, it's, it's a really powerful moment. And it changes him. It really does change him. Um, <clears throat> Though I, I did write in my note that uh, I never had brothers, so I never fought with one. But grabbing a brick, I think, is a little crazy. But anyway, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Hugo Weaving in this movie, my gosh, what a what a great cast uh, call! Uh, for him. I love the 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 fact that he was not Agent Smith. Yeah, yeah, right. Doesn't it seem like a lot of his movies is Agent Smith or another type of that? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like even his, his role in Peter Jackson's um, Lord of the Rings, he was very kind of rigid. But this movie, I, boy, he acted his butt off, yeah. I thought. Uh-huh. He really did. So, and when he came into the courtroom to kind of help him out, um, I thought that, that that was a very well-deserved moment um, for the movie itself. Yeah. Um, before we get... Well, okay. Go ahead and continue. You might want to talk about. I, I just have a a nugget that I want to get out, but I don't no, want ahead. to talk about. Uh, <laughs> get get, get I don't your want to talk nugget about right it, out uh, until we are ready to talk about it. I want to get there organically. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm pushing it. I feel like I'm trying to push art, and I just can't make that happen as an artist. I just have to let it flow. I'm sorry, I'm killing the vibe here. Let's let's, let's just pause for a second and just marvel in the idea that Andrew considers that we do art. Well, I didn't say this was art. Well, yeah, yeah. I would not. Hey, think I'm so. okay with that. That makes me feel better. Yes, uh, for sure. Yeah, the the whole yeah Hugo Hugo Weaving's you know arc about being a, a World War One uh, vet mm-hmm. survivor who's a drunk, and you know the moment when the little boy comes out, little Doss comes out and says, or Desmond comes out and says, "Why does he hate us?" And Mom's like, "He doesn't hate us; he hates himself." You yeah, know, it's that and you understand. Yeah, that that survivor's guilt and and it, but him coming back, you know, him. him you're right when he comes into the little, to the courtroom. And the, the, the general, whoever he was, I guess he was a general, he was like, you can't be here. And he goes, really? That's, that's what I am to you? I serve in a war? I go and fight and I come back and now I can't even, can't even be here? So hmm. uh, it was, that was very, very touching stuff, very emotional stuff. I want to, see, I want to hear about the art. This yeah. is this is where I think we've organically gotten to at this point. Yeah, I'm just really that, curious, Andrew. You, I'm yeah. curious. I'm very yeah. curious now. Yeah, well, I've, I've stalled okay, as much so as I can. I'm just going to drop it on you. Here it is. Yeah, drop it. Okay, like it hot, like it's hot. Okay, so watching this movie, mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching a movie. Like, okay, you, you you've seen M- Mash, 
right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and MASH was even filmed, you know, 70s, 80s. I, I feel like this was n- – I'm not comparing it to MASH, but I'm, I'm comparing it to the way that it's filmed. I okay. feel like this could have been filmed in the 60s, 70s with – Oh, okay. With, a with new, those actors? Yeah. Like, I've, that's watching it. I don't know. I was just blown away and just in, enamored with the way that it put me in a place where I was, I felt like I was there in that time period. Um, now, of course, the technology is far enhanced, so it maybe that, you know, made, made the difference to me. But the, I, I am. Do you think away it was it was, was it the cinematography? Making. Yes. Oh, okay. The cinematography and and the just the, the feel. Know, every everything felt right to me. The camera angles. I mean, it was just the editing of the film itself. It was just well done. And you know, when I said Mel Gibson is a genius, I feel like that this is where he really shines. I mean, that and what women want. I mean, that was probably his. <laughs> that's probably the other. Peak. Did he direct that but, movie? No, he didn't direct that. Well, no, but he was, a, he was amazing star. in that. Yeah, he um, was amazing in that movie. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, he didn't with, even. With Helen Hunt, right? If I remember Oscar right. Nomination. Anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just blowing smoke. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I feel like this is where he really shines. And and yeah, he's not a bad actor at all. Yeah. But I feel like he's a really great director. He's got a really good vision, and he does well behind the camera. And and let me piggyback on that because it's hard not to compare a film like this to Saving Private Ryan. Sure. And we all know, uh, you know, our Saving Private Ryan is is very high up in our rankings. I think I believe. Yeah. Um, definitely top ten, I believe. Right. Oh. Yeah, I think it's number one. Actually, I think it's our highest ranked. Yeah, I think. But if there's one thing that that I have a a problem with Saving Private Ryan, it's only because it feels like distinct movies within a movie. Because the first couple of minutes are very much a different shot frames, uh, a different experience than once they get on land and and start you know making their way towards Private Ryan. And um, this movie, the way the way it's shot, just feels like a coherent, solid vision from start to beginning, from start to end, and, and it really, like I said in my five word review, it just amps up, right? It just, it feels like it naturally gets progressively more violent. I mean, if you think about it, the guy with the knife in his foot, was there any blood? No, I don't even think there was any blood. Whereas some movies, you know, a director might have some a little splatter or something pop out at you. Um, <laughs> if it was if it was Tarantino, it would just have like a little hose, and it would just constantly be squirting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And make him so, hop around. Yeah. So they got your hopping man. Oh, so um, yeah. I just I I don't know I I did enjoy this and, and I thought it was a great a great ride and a great story of, of something I'd never heard of before. So I have to give 
All right. So every now and then you have a movie that does a casting choice and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. You know, like <laughs> I think I think Heath Ledger as the Joker, when when mm-hmm. it was first announced, I remember people saying, Really? The guy from How to Lose Your Guy in Ten Gay Ten Days? Ten he days. was too young. He was too Yeah. yeah. And how I, could he and I remember thinking, oh, that's a great idea because he's kind of weird and he's got that great smile. Like I think I thought it because he's a good looking dude, and I really mm-hmm. liked the casting. And, but I of course had no idea. I certainly can't take credit for how awesome that it would be. And you know, uh, uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. as as Iron Man it was it was it's brilliant, right? It's it's just truly yep. brilliant Another, casting. Yeah, I think. And I think Andrew Garfield in this movie is really good. I really do. And he was nominated for an Oscar, and rightfully so. Um, I think yeah. he's a, yeah. a much better Desmond Doss than Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. But Vince Vaughn when, as, when, the, as the sergeant oh, okay. is, <laughs> is the best Perfect. thing ever. Yeah. Can you... So that was kind Please. of the opening, uh, the opening snippet, right? Yeah. yeah. Please tell me you've got some clips. Some... <laughs> Oh, good. Because I, I was going to ask you to play some of that again, but if you've yes. got more, I'll wait. Well, I so the reason why I played that intro over something funny is because Sorry. I wanted to really, if you've not seen this movie, because I do know that some people listen that just listen to us. They don't actually watch the movie, which is fine. But I wanted them to get an understanding that DOS is just completely ostracized. And in that yeah. clip, that's his sergeant, right? That's the guy that's supposed to train him how to how to survive and how to how to fight as a unit. And he's telling the yeah. rest of the men, basically telling them, "Hey, feel free to haze this guy to where he wants to quit the army. That's yeah. that's your job." He will be only with us for a very short time. Yeah. yeah, he he's actively doing that, and it's it's heartbreaking watching it knowing what you know later. So like for Sam, having seen it once and myself having already seen it a couple times, that scene is, is, is kind of heartbreaking because it's like yep. we know what he is capable of. Now, Andrew, you had just watched it for the first time. Did that scene affect you the way that maybe it would me or Sam? I don't, I don't think it did. Um, I mean, now yeah. that you're talking about it, it yeah, I could see that. But because honestly, it it's it's it kind of me that way. It's kind of annoying that here's a guy that will not pick up a gun, and will not, you know, if you're if you're in trouble, he might not be able to help you by defending you. Right. Yeah. No. So I, I, yeah. On the on it's, the like I said, it's not until you realize what he actually did on the battlefield and how many lives he saved that you're like, holy crap! You know, leave him alone. <laughs> to, you yeah. know, stop stop doing that. Yes, because most medics would carry maybe they didn't carry a weapon, but they were, you know, combat trained so that they were willing to if while they, they pick were, somebody's weapon up and help. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I won't I won't carry a weapon into the fight, but if I need to shoot a guy to protect you, I will do that. But he wasn't even willing to do that. And yeah. so it was yeah, that scene, uh, for whatever reason, that scene is always really, I mean, it's, 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 it serves a purpose, and it's really important and impactful. But, man, it makes me hate Vince Vaughn for about a minute and a half. You know, it really does. <laughs> uh, and then later on, he gets beat, right? He gets 
just beat. And he does that thing where he's not going to tell. He's not going to rat out his guys mm-hmm. because he needs to show them, I got your back. Even though you don't want me here, I'm going to be here. And, you know, he gets a little bit of respect for that. And then, you know, of course, obviously, he gets the ultimate respect in the events that take that take place on the on the on the ridge. Yep. Uh, which again are just awesome. Uh, going through the last bit of my notes here uh, before I get into clips, because the clips I think are going to drive some more conversation. And yes, I did get a, a good bit of uh, Vince Vaughn. I, I actually pulled more <laughs> clips from this movie than I I do like from like a comedy. Um, I just thought there was a lot of interesting things to to record here. Yeah. Um, I did write one of my notes was people are dicks to bed in this beds in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of bed flipping in this movie. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Just... Well, you know, sometimes they deserve it. Uh, yeah. I could use a little more. <laughs> uh, I know it's based on a true story, but the second time Gibson has a father. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, it took me a second. Um, This was the second time Mel Gibson, as a father, doesn't want his kid to go into the Army. It took me a minute. I'm trying to decipher. Again, I wrote that note 10 days ago. Uh, You know, basically, it's like the same thing from the movie The Patriot, right? Where Mel Gibson doesn't want Heath Ledger to go join the Army. It's the same thing. Whereas, I know know in this case, it's based on a true story where Desmond's dad doesn't want either one of his boys to go into the Army. And... And I'm surprised there wasn't more of that after World War One. Tell you the truth, I'm sure there was. Um, right? I'm sure there probably was a lot of that, honestly. But you know, there was this great call to serve, and when you when you call someone the greatest generation, you know you you don't talk about that stuff. I guess you know they they did mm-hmm. what they felt they had to do. I mean, the line he says in the movie is great. When when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, I took that personal. You know, I yeah. mean, a lot of people did. You know, a lot of people were yep. kind of on the fence about it, about the war, and then that happened. They're like, well, okay, they attacked us. We were just over here kind of helping our buddies, the English, out, but now you're going to do that? Yep. Okay, you've poked the bear. And they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, and I I remember from my my uh, history classes in college just talking about you know the sheer production value that we had uh, to to the war it was it's, it's insane to ramp up the manufacturing oh yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing oh yeah knowing that his dad I, I we mentioned this earlier knowing that his dad hated the idea of him going to war yet stood up for his right to to fight I thought was. Was just you know like like not every dad would do that kind of a thing you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I think you know some dads would be just like well then he can't serve good then he can come home and take his deferment and work at the plant but he he's like you know what my my son believes in this and that's not fair that the army would does it plus it also really helps to know generals. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so is that uh, at General Ex Machina? Yeah, I guess. You know, did, yeah. Do we know if that's uh, that really happened? I don't. I don't like. Yeah. He got the general. I I don't know. It wasn't. Um, there was nothing in the trivia that I read about it. About that thing specifically, 
I'm going to assume that because it's in, in I'm going to make an assumption that because it's in the movie, it's real. I know there's a lot of stuff, not mm-hmm. a lot. I know there are some things in this movie that aren't real, uh, but that seems like a weird thing to lie about. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they eliminate the fact that he he does have a sister in real life, and she's not even mentioned in the movie, which is interesting. So, <laughs> uh, but mm. uh, whatever. Um, I did the last. My last note was: I know him helping the wounded Japanese soldier helps him, but he seems like the kind of dude that would have done it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like like he gives him morphine to kind of calm him down, so he doesn't tell on him. But oh, I didn't even take that as as he didn't want him to tell. I took it as he was helping him. Yes, I mean it's it's a twofold, right? It's like uh, maybe I should have worded it the other way. He's gonna help this man, but as the benefit of it also helping him stay hidden, because he can yeah. he can bandage this man and then give him morphine to kind of basically put him in a state that he's not gonna want to scream for New his. Jersey. <laughs> okay, that would make me want to scream though. Sure. Uh, yeah, the only trope that I wrote down because there's you know there's obviously some war tropes. Oh yeah, um, you know the, the I mean the big ones in this movie are what the movie's about, right? Like the they underestimate the guy. I got him all figured out wrong. You know, like you know once I I know how to judge people. I got you wrong. You know, like that stuff. Then the other one I wrote down was there's something you got to see trope. You know, like, instead of just saying the thing, it's always the there's, you're something you got to see, and then they have to run off and go see it. Um, <laughs> that that they use that a lot in tropes, I guess. I guess because it's on film, it's better to show a thing than to just say, "Hey, Captain Desmond Doss just saved you know a thousand people. Come look." You know, it's yes. Anyway, that's yeah. Uh, anything else before I do clips? Because like I said, I think some of the clips might generate some more uh, interesting things to talk about. Let the clips rip. Let the clips rip. Here we go. Number one, this made me this made me chuckle. Desmond, we can't take your blood two days in a row. That's good. I came to get mine back. You what? My blood. I need it back. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just like that part. And uh Teresa Palmer, by the way, uh very attractive. Very and, uh, I don't blame him for uh no getting a little starstruck there or no, love struck. I don't. Uh, the way Absolutely. they meet is different in the in real life than the movie, but this was more romantic, so I'm I'm good with it. I think it was very very sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they met afterwards, right? No, they met before after the war. No, it was before. Um, he he they were married before he shipped out, so there was none of this. He missed his wedding day because he was in jail. Um, he mm-hmm. they got married before, but he met her. She was a Bible salesman or something. And she was literally delivering Bibles to the church, and that's how he met. So it's not quite as fun as him kind of courting her at the at the nurse. But then again, it's it, it, it's it's like Mel Gibson watched Pearl Harbor and was like, "Hey, that nurse bit was kind of fun. We're gonna do that," you know. So <laughs> anyway, Ugh, yeah. Luckily, there was no animal crackers involved in this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, nor was there in Pearl while, Harbor. While your but father yes. sings a song over. Uh, over the scene. Yeah, I think you're getting your Ben Affleck movies mixed up, but I, I'm with you. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been really awkward if, like, Desmond goes to fight, and then while he's presumed dead, his best friend, his his brother comes in and then takes a girl or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. That's what happens. Okay. It's dumb. All yeah. right. 
I Sergeant Howell. Okay, so the Vince Vaughn character. I wanted to <laughs> capture a lot of him, and basically what I did was I just recorded his whole intro onto the movie, and then I thought I'll just break all of these up into little clips as he's kind of introducing the different people in the barracks. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that. So here's two minutes of Vince Vaughn and the best Vince Vaughn I have ever seen. And I hope that it was 100% improv because it feels like it was. You know what I'm saying? Hang on. Hang, hang, but before you do it. Yeah. Listen to who will listen to him and ask yourselves as you listen, is there another famous actor who has played a military sergeant before? Or a military general, or something before that he sounds like. Okay, go. Oh, okay. All right, I'll I'll keep that in mind. All right, here we go. Desmond, we can't take oh, your Oh, that's blood not right. Uh, it's this one. You are a very strange-looking individual, if you don't mind me saying so, Private. Name? Andy Walker. How long have you been dead, son? Uh, sir. <laughs> I am not, sir. I am Sergeant Howell or Sarge. Sir, you say for useless people. The name is Ghoul, you say? Walker. Sergeant! Ghoul it is. Yes, Sergeant! There's something off in your presentation, Private. Can't place it. Is it your hair? Is it the <laughs> wrinkle in your trousers? I have a knife in my foot, Sergeant. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. That's it. The knife. What is your name, soldier? Spitty Riker. No. Your name is Private Idiot. Do you know why? Because I have a knife in my foot. Who placed the knife there, Private? It was an accident, Sergeant. We was playing stretch. I'm heartened by the knowledge you did not place it there with intention. <laughs> Who threw the knife? I did, Sergeant. Private Krasinski. You look part Indian. To what tribe do you belong, Sonny? No, no, I'm, I'm Polish. Wrong. I believe you must have <laughs> Cherokee or Shawnee blood in you. No, sir. Are you contradicting me? You wagon burning son of a bitch! No, Sergeant! Let me see your Indian war cry, son! I, I don't... <laughs> what is your animal spirit? Are you a garden snake? No, Sergeant! Are you a chipmunk? No, Sergeant! Are you a dancing reindeer? No, Sergeant! Are you contradicting me, private? No, Sergeant! Good. Then I shall henceforth call you chief as a sign of great respect to your people. <laughs> Thank you, Sergeant! Are you grinning at me, boy, or is that your natural state? No, Sergeant. Name private. Desmond Dahl. I have seen stocks of corn with better physiques. <laughs> Makes me want to pull an ear off, private. Can you carry your weight? Yes, Sergeant. Should be easy for you, then. Corporal. Sergeant. Make sure you keep this man away from strong winds. Yes, Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I mean, the like first... you said, I'm hoping he's improving that entire thing yeah. because I can't imagine being someone on set listening to that and not dying. I don't know how they did. I mean, the fact that Andrew Garfield is snickering probably makes me feel like that's like what he was actually doing during the scene. You know, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't know how those other actors are not just laughing like constantly. <laughs> Uh, so who was it? Who are we? I don't I don't know Andrew. To to your point, I, there was no one else. That I, it's all I can think of is well, Vince Vaughn. it was more. I I the question was given wrong. Uh, it was more of who do you think he was channeling as he was? Was he trying to be uh, the guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket? You think? Uh, well, I think two people. I okay. think that's I think that's one of them. 
Okay. But I think the other one, and you heard it more in the very first clip, uh, you know, the beginning of our show. Mm. It's a little bit of Tommy Lee Jones. And mm. then mm-hmm. th- there's a little bit there, but I heard it less in in these uh, in this last clip. But um, if you listen closely to that first one, I feel like it's a little bit in that one. But this one's more uh, <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, he and it's interesting is that for again, it's a rated R film for the violence. I mean, there's no he doesn't swear. There's no f bomb this, f bomb that. I mean, you know that's right. I never even thought of that. And and maybe World War Two. And that's different for for Vince Vaughn, by the way. Well, yeah. but maybe like we didn't talk like that during World War Two. Maybe that was a mm-hmm. Vietnam kind of a thing. You know, like maybe mm-hmm. that was more. You know, I'm gonna poke out your eyes and skull f you. You know, and you're saying like that's mm-hmm. maybe that's just a time, uh, you know, an era difference. So uh, anyway, here's another one that made me laugh out loud. You know, if you don't breathe, you'll die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's only role in that whole movie was to go. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, if you don't breathe, you'll die. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one also made me laugh out loud. Have you ever roped a goat, Hollywood? No, Sarge. Have you ever looked into a goat's eyes? No, Sarge. Good, that would be unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Again, there's nothing in the trivia that would suggest that that was improv, but it just makes me think that it... Gosh. Uh, and how has nobody asked that yet, Right. Yeah, and maybe there's like a behind-the-scenes Blu-ray that that talks about all of those things, and maybe there's outtakes or something. I don't know. I just I want there to be. I really do. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, what I mentioned. I, I kind of referenced earlier to that thing where you know you, you gain a little respect by not you know ratting out on your your bunkmates. Prophet Doss, can you identify the men that beat you? No, Sarge. Are you saying that you don't know who attacked you? I never said I was attacked, huh? Well, what the hell are you saying, Doss? You bruised half your body sleeping. I, I sleep pretty hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, this is a... I didn't want to capture the whole speech because it's kind of long. But I, I liked this little mm-hmm. part. I just thought it was really poignant. If it'll play. With the world so set on tearing itself apart, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. There you go. Mm. Probably pretty, pretty much the moral of the movie right there. Yeah, and kind of true for today, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. That's our objective. Axel Ridge. Yeah, you, you say it in the movie, I have to put it in there. You know, it's yeah, just... it's a rule. Now, I captured this one. This is a one-word clip, and I captured it because it reminded me... We're all Harry Potter fans, yeah? Yeah. 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 I, and one of the, 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 the worst-kept secrets in the Harry Potter franchise was that um, on the first you know, day of, you know, Alan Rickman becoming Snape, before she had finished like two or three of the books, J.K. Rowling 
pulled um, him aside and explained what the word always means. That's all she mm, did. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember that? So that when he says mm-hmm. it at the end of, the, of uh, 7.2, that word has such meaning in the way he says always. So in this movie, he says one word, and for whatever reason to me, that word has all of the meaning of this entire movie. Everything comes down to this moment, I think. This is the, this is the change, right? This is the moment in which everything changes, and it's this right here. All right. That's all it is. It's all him saying. Is that when he turns around and, and runs back? He's, he's, he's praying because his friend is dead. He's asking God, yeah. what do you want me to do? I, I can't hear you. And then he hears yeah. someone scream for medic. And that's when he looks off yeah. to the distance and just says, all right. And that's when you know, okay. Yep. The decision. And he runs back towards the uh, craziness. He runs that's towards just... the Japanese while his own yeah. ships are firing a, a, a covering <sighs> fire. So he can get killed by either friendly fire or the Japanese, and he's going to go save some people. Uh-huh. Yep. And boy, does he. And we'll talk about the numbers in just a second. If you've not seen the movie, uh, the numbers are staggering. This is it's, the last it's one. Astro- it's astronomical. It's so, yeah. Here's the last one I got. It's, um, it, it made me laugh, and I know it's supposed to, kind of, but also, again, it's just super... It's super powerful by what it what it means and what it represents. What the hell is your delay, Captain? You're supposed to begin that assault ten minutes ago. We're waiting, sir. Waiting for what? Private Doss to finish praying for us, sir. Private Doss is praying <laughs> for you. Who the hell is Private Doss? I love that. They didn't yeah. talk, you know, there's there's five hundred men that are not gonna go into battle until he's done praying because they think they know that he might save my life. Therefore, yeah, okay. If he needs 10 minutes to pray, I'm with him. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a, what a, what a person. What a human. And, and it's, it's kind of incredible to think that it took until 2016 for someone to tell his story. Uh, but, yeah. I, but I was reading in the trivia, several people have, have approached him Desmond um, personally to direct his film to to make this movie, and he said he didn't want it. He didn't want a story, a Hollywood story made about him. So makes sense. Basically, they uh-huh. had to wait for him to pass away before this story could be made, because he wouldn't give permission. Now, obviously, his family did, and I think his son was in was there at the screening, and was moved to tears by. The, you know, how his dad was portrayed. So, and speaking of things like that. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Here's some trivia. And there's, there's a <laughs> lot of trivia on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, forgive well, me. When it's based on a true story, there's, there's bound to be some. Yes. And a lot of it is really wordy. And I, I forgive me for reading a little bit, but here we go. When asked how many lives Desmond Doss saved, I'm uh, sorry. When asked how many lives he saved, Desmond Doss said approximately 50. However, witnesses said it was closer to 100. A mutual agreement was reached at approximately 75. Jesus. They don't, they wow. don't know, but... Yeah. It, 75 on what? one night, 
in one night. Well, and you got to think, you know, he's up there on the on the ledge, right? He's going back and forth. There's a lot of time involved. Uh, I just that many and not being shot or not being downed, mm-hmm. you know, when you've uh, just beyond craziness to me. And and what the movie doesn't show that did happen is that the movie makes it kind of feel like he has to physically drag or carry or help everyone off. And there was a few people that he was able to help that basically they ran to the edge themselves. You know, mm-hmm. like, like the guy that was blinded by the blood and the mud and he just, you know, wiped his eyes off with his water. Like he was able to just get mm-hmm. up and run to the rope and get down. And you now there was a couple other guys that they could do that. They could just get up and run on their own. Not everyone he had to carry. Uh, while at the end of the movie, it says Desmond saves 75 men by directory lowering them. Um, oh, I just basically just said this. Sorry. He, um, <laughs> uh, from the, uh, he also treated around 55 more that were able to, to retreat without assistance after treatment during the battle. Over the course of his tour, which lasted approximately three weeks, he rescued nearly 300 men. So the movie kind of makes it feel like he gets the, you know, day one is Okinawa. They climb the hill. They climb the ridge. Mm-hmm. They're there basically two days. On the third day, he gets wounded, and then his war is done. He actually toured for a while. They had, they had island hopped twice before getting to Okinawa. Um, so mm-hmm. he, his, his tenure in the Army was a little bit longer than the, what, with the three-plus days that the movie shows. But the fact that... I mean, over the course of his of his again his time, he was able to save three hundred men. is is incredible. Uh, Mel Gibson was originally meant to play Sergeant Howell, but passed on the role passed on the role to Vince Vaughn in order to f- stay focused on directing the film. Best decision ever. Yep, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I captured this just because I'm interested in this story. Part of the seventy seventh. The Liberty Division, which is the division that Desmond is a part of, were members of the Lost Battalion in World War I, which is a movie I've mentioned several times in a story that I've talked about several times for the show on the show um, about this American army group that gets lost in World War I. They're basically surrounded, and they stave off wave after wave of German attack. And mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a cheesy movie. It'd be worth doing for the podcast, um, I think, you know, later down the road, but it's, um, it's a good movie. So, all right. So, Sam, you mentioned earlier, uh, not that much long ago, but, you know, the fact that Mel Gibson felt like he had to leave some stuff out mm-hmm. because it seemed too unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Here is that story, okay? For those, again, uh, forgive me, I have to read a little bit, but I think it's worth hearing. Mel Gibson stated that there are aspects of this event that were true, but he couldn't include in the film because he felt people wouldn't believe that they were true. Doss stepped on a grenade to save his buddies and was hit by shrapnel, but he was being carried away by medics when he saw another soldier injured. Since Doss himself was a medic, he jumped off his stretcher, treated that soldier, and told the medics to take care of another wounded soldier. Then he crawled back to safety while being shot at by enemy snipers. While lowering men down the ridge, a Japanese soldier had Doss in his sights several times, and every time he did, his gun jammed, preventing him from shooting Doss. This was also Mm. left out for fear that no one would believe it. In reality, Doss's Bible went missing as he was dragged 
as he dragged himself to safety. Months after he was shipped home, he found it in the mail. His entire company, which once mocked him for his convictions, searched all over Hacksaw until they found it. <laughs> it's, inc- it's just amazing. It's mm. really amazing. Um, oh. I love it. And I mean, seriously, if this fascinates you at all, just Google the guy and read about him. It's, it's, inc- yeah, really. it's really incredible. Again, I posted on the Facebook page his Medal of Honor. Um, like, I don't know what it is. It's the, the reason Information? for it. Information? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's harrowing. It really is. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, time for something silly. Excuse me while I whip this out. We decided to do uh, movies, uh, medics slash doctors in movies. Medics and movies. Medics and movies. Uh, and it's funny, when I did the first search of uh, movie medics, it comes up uh-huh. with companies that supply set medics for movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's not at all what I was looking for. So I need to reword this. Um, <laughs> so anyway. And uh, yeah, because the, the guys that we so, had on. So were, what company do we need to? We, we need to employ for this then. I don't know. I'm not going to give him a, a free plug either. But oh, you got to give him a plug. Come on. No, I'll I'll tell you about the medics that I that we had in Charleston. Those guys were awesome. They were brothers, and they were also navy. Uh, they were navy corpsmen, and one of them looked like uh, Mister Clean with a mustache. He was awesome. Nice. <laughs> and uh, he he talked like this. He say, "Hey, Steve, how's it going? Sup? That's just the way he talked. He was awesome. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Well, I uh, have already mentioned this one once, but I think I would be remiss if we didn't mention it as a as a not only a military movie but a medic movie, and that is the movie Mash. Now, All right. Mash was a, not a good movie, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but it is a military movie about medics, and I thought I should probably use it as one of my top three. You know that's that's on my list of shame. By the way, I don't really? think I've ever seen Mash. I you know what of of all I've the movies, I've only seen it because my dad was a huge fan and watched every episode of the show, of the TV show, yeah, and, and the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah the movie came first, obviously. Um, my dad yeah. only he always talks about the French Horn episode. Yeah. Uh, so number two is uh, for me, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, Giovanni Bernisi, but right, uh, right, yeah. Yep. His his Which death scene he... is still just. It's it's one of the Horrendous. best acting. Yeah, I mean, he should have been nominated for an, an Oscar, just on yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Death scene, you know, absolutely, yeah. he was phenomenal in that. Uh, and then uh, the number one movie with uh, military medics is Forrest Gump. <laughs> nice. Okay, sure. I guess there's a medic in uh, there somewhere. Oh, no, there's there's Leave plenty in there because you get to eat ice yeah. cream and play ping pong. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. While they, uh, while they you know, stitch up your butt. <laughs> it was a million-dollar wound. I guess the government keeps all that money because I haven't seen a dime. <laughs> Sam. Exactly. All right. Um, I've got my... Um, Number three as uh, Paul Bettany's character as Dr. Stephen Maltrin from Master and Commander. Yeah, Jarvis. Yeah, definitely. Yep, Jarvis. I've got my Barry Pepper as Joey Galloway from We Were Soldiers. He's not a medic. And I told you there was a medic in there. Yeah, he he's was. not a medic. No, he's a he's um 
He's a reporter. Look, watch, watch the. We look we, at the credits. We did it for this podcast. He's not yeah, a medic. I he's a reporter. Joe Galloway, check it out. And then, of course, my number one is uh, Giovanni Ribisi okay. as uh, the medic from Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yep. Cool. So you did too. Good job. Um, <laughs> okay. My uh, I did an honorable mention because it's not a movie. Um, uh, but uh, I did um, the the medic. I can't remember his name, but he was from Band of Brothers. He was awesome. He was from Louisiana. So anyway, there you go. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, he. Oh had his, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I remember now. Yeah, he had his own episode. Like sometimes, like you know, yeah. a couple episodes would be like kind of like one dude, and he had his episode. And um, speaking of another great drill sergeant. What's his name? Ross. Oh, David Schwimmer. Gosh, yeah, the lieutenant in charge. Yeah. What a dick, man. Like, right? <laughs> when, when you're so bad, and all of your non-coms basically say that they're gonna resign instead of, <laughs> uh, yeah, instead of go to war. Yeah, no, you're that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's something. Yeah, that's that's something. You're not wrong. Yep. Uh, I'm okay. never wrong. Well, except for about five minutes ago when you said that Barry Pepper <laughs> was a medic because he's not. And uh, uh, okay. so my number three was, I can't remember his name. I don't remember any of these people's names. <laughs> um, I guess I got to look it up. But the, the main character from the movie Flags of Our Fathers, he's a medic. Or he's a corpsman, I should say, because it's the Marines. Um, and I read that book, too. Uh, so it's, Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's... it's oh. Is it a good book? Yeah, it's a really, really good book. And uh, so the guy that the Ryan Felipe's character is based on a real person also. And he came home and told these stories to his son who wrote them down along with his own personal journal and letters and then turned it into this book, which Clint Eastwood turned into the movie. Um, And then Mm. the same son wrote another book called Flyboys, which is not about the World War I pilots, but about... um, the island next to Iwa, which is called Chichijima, and about the pilots that were shot down and <clears throat> landed on that island. And they're, like of the 12 or 10 pilots that were shot down and captured by the Japanese, like four walked off that island alive. Oh, dear. Because they were just tortured to death. Um, and one of the pilots that was shot down but landed in the water would be, uh, was uh, George W.H. Bush. Uh-huh. So... Uh, number two is I also did uh, Jarvis from Master and Commander. Nice. I just I love it when they're playing the Bach fugue on the with this cello on the on the ship. I just think that's <laughs> and the the old school uh, doctor you know being the doctor in the old school methods is crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the fact that he's just he's the doctor and the scientist and the you know and the you know, it's just yeah. he, like he he had multiple roles, but because he wasn't a commissioned officer, he had no power. Uh, yeah, that's such a good movie. It really is a good movie. I think it is, and it's it's always forgotten. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think people don't like it for some reason. I think it's a good movie. It's long, but it's a good movie. It's long. Go watch. Go watch Master and Commander: The Far Side of the yeah. Moon or something. And number one is I, uh, the kid from Saving Private Ryan. So there you go. Yeah. That's, Very nice. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. Uh, here we go. Time for this part here. Nope, this part. Gosh dang it. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We're going to do our out of 10. 
And I'm going to be really curious to see if this beats out Saving Private Ryan in score. Because I was wrong. Saving mm. Private Ryan is not our number one movie. Our number one ranked movie. You guys care to What is me? our number one ranked movie? I'll give you a big hint. It's a comic book movie. Oh, I'm guessing it's Avengers. Which one? Was it Endgame? Okay. That's number one. What do you think our number two is? I'll give you a big hint. It's a comic is book movie. Infinity War. There you go. What do you think our number three was? I'll give you a hint. It's a comic book movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the first Avengers. No. we uh, Surprisingly, no. we haven't done that one. I don't think we did. No, we. it was just a me and Corny episode. That one doesn't count. Oh. Uh, Iron Man is number three. Oh, I was okay. going to say Batman no, I can, I can say that. Yeah. yeah. And then Saving Private Ryan <laughs> is, is four. <laughs> and then uh, Jurassic Park is five. That's our top five. Wow. That's yeah. sad it's dropped that far. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I think it's a pretty good spot. Uh, the Matrix is right after it. Wolf of Wall Street, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Logan, and Wonder Woman, I think, fill out our top ten. Nice. I got to watch Wonder Woman again a yeah. few few days ago. And uh, my gosh, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you look at our list, it makes it think like all we do is watch comic book movies. <laughs> Yeah, because in our list, well, that's kind of us, though, you know. Yeah, it kind of is. Because number eleven is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Nice. So, and then if you go a little bit farther down, Captain America three, and then Deadpool. I mean, (laughs) 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 we do we do like our comic book movies. Uh, Andrew, I love it. Um. Yeah. So, like I said, I enjoyed it um, almost as much as I. or rather more than I enjoyed Saving Private Ryan. I'm sorry, I have some beeps in the background. I'm not cussing. That's just... <laughs> I, just I don't know. Yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm I you might son be. of a... Oh, that's really long. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, you look at the timing. Yeah. Oh, that'd be I great if you could time So anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, I... Son of... Okay, sorry. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it just distracts me. I can't talk. Um, You're doing done. great, man. Thanks. It's done. Um. So yeah, where was I? Saving Private Ryan. I yeah. like this one better, and I like I like this one better in the fact that I feel like the movie is done well. The story, I just really appreciate the story. I, I don't dislike Saving Private Ryan by any means, and and I know my score on that one was really high. Um. But uh, this one is going to be right up there. I don't really know what I gave Saving Private Ryan, but uh, this one I'm going to give a 9.34 okay. out of 10. That Good. may be lower. It may be higher. I don't know. I, I'm just putting that number out there. Oh, hey, that's fine. I mean, yeah, it is, yeah, that's how you feel. I mean, I could tell you if you wanted to know, but, you know, otherwise. No, it's okay. Okay. Good. Because I don't want to tell you. Okay. Say him. <laughs> I was sitting here, you know, listening to Andrew and trying to figure out what maybe my score would be. And, and I, I've been thinking back and forth since watching the movie. And I, I was trying to think of the faults and, and what I didn't like about the movie. And I don't know if there, there really was anything that I thought was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes Garfield's accent was a little bit uh, thick. But, um, you know, this typical Hollywood Southern accent, but well, you, everything. 
But if you listen to Desmond at the end of the movie, I mean, the actual dude yeah. who was in that documentary, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I have to, I'm, I'm right up there with Andrew, I think, at a, a 9.18 out of 10. This is a, it's a pretty impressive movie. Really is. All right. Yeah. Gosh. Um, IMDb has this listed as an 8.1. Um, oh, wow. Metascore from Metacritic.com, whatever that is, has it as a 71. And um, I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes has, but I'm sure it's probably pretty good too. I, I just don't mm-hmm. have it put up. Um, I just, uh, I, I, again, I adore this movie. I've been talking about this movie since I watched it in, in, in 2016. And yeah. you're the one that got me on this movie. Yeah. I believe we were, you talked about it so much. You're like, you got to see this. You got to see this. And, uh, I was not disappointed. Uh, and that's good. That's good to, to know that, um, that, 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 um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I was. Rotten Tomatoes has this as an audience score of 91 and a tomato meter of 85. Wow, that's high. Um, that's great. Yeah, it, it is. So I, 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 I don't like to use the word "great" for movies very often because I think that that movie that word is over overused uh, it, for movies. You know, like someone will say, "Oh, Spaceballs is great." No, it's not. It's not a good movie, but it's fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we use the word like I don't I don't particularly like Wolf of Wall Street, but I think it's a great movie. I think it's mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like I think it's really great. I just don't particularly want to watch it ever again because of Oh dude. Because I, I still I'll I'll kick it on every now and then because I think it's hilarious. Just because how it makes how makes how much it makes me hate people like that. Um <laughs> Oh. Anyway, my point is is that this movie is is really great. I think it is great. And that year there was some really other really great movies that were up for Oscar nom, which is why it didn't win. But it, I I just I, I want to watch it again. And I've seen this movie I think mm-hmm. three times now for this this podcast. And anyone, you know, my my coworkers they're like, hey, you know, they know that I do a show because I talk about it. And they're like, hey, what's your movie? I'm like, oh, doing Hacksaw Ridge. You must go watch this. And a lot of the times they're like, never heard of it. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is, go to IMDb TV and watch this movie this weekend. You won't be disappointed. So yep. if, if you like war movies, if you like the story that war movies tell. Um, I've, I've, I've stalled enough. I'm going to give this a solid 9.25. I just think it's really good. Um, and I didn't make that number to beat any average or anything. I just think it's a really good movie. And I like it a lot. And I cannot recommend it enough if there's one thing that this podcast i think is supposed to do is to give people our reviews of movies so that they can either watch it or good or not watch it um because there are times when we're like yeah this movie was bad don't watch it um like velvet buzzsaw or life after beth don't watch those movies don't watch those movies or um looking back through other things i don't know um or, or, or on the opposite side of things, you, you've got things like Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, go watch that. Uh, when Trumpets oh. Fade, don't watch that. <laughs> yeah. Highwaymen, watch that. Yeah. You know, so anyway. Uh, yes, Hacksaw Ridge, great movie. Go watch it right now. Run out to your, lo- yep. your, your local blockbuster and rent it. 
Yeah. I don't know why I said blockbuster. Local blog. I think there's one left in Alaska somewhere. Uh, I, it's not Alaska, but yeah, there is one left, I think. Maybe it is Alaska. I can't yeah. remember. I know there was one holding out in like Nome or somewhere. Basically, they just hadn't been told that Blockbuster ran out of business. I yeah. <laughs> Nobody got the... Uh... Someone got the memo. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't, the, the plane messenger hasn't gotten there yet. Um, <laughs> and for anyone who thinks I'm disparaging on Alaska, I'm not. Alaska's awesome. I've I've been there. It's great. Um, anyway, whatever. No one cares. Uh, that's it. That's the show. We are going to do something completely different from this next week. Mm-hmm. Next week, when we record, we will be recording a mere two days before Christmas. And so we have done a couple of Christmas movies in the past. I think we did the Christmas Chronicles, I think, last year, maybe. Yeah, last year was Christmas Chronicles. And I, uh, we wanted to do that again. So we are doing the DreamWorks animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Um, we don't do many animated films, so this is going to be interesting. We don't. We also don't typically do a whole lot of kind of family feel-good rom, not rom-coms, but like uh, family <laughs> good, you know, we don't typically do those kind of movies, and I think it's okay. Well, we don't, we don't do a lot of the rom-coms either. We no. don't do rom-coms. No. Um, I think... Because uh, we would make fun of them and our wives would hate us. Yeah, and I think that right? we would, yeah, you're right. Um, we had a listener, <laughs> we had a, a couple listeners way back when we first started that were like, hey, you need to do more movies that are like that. And I think that might be why she doesn't listen anymore. Um, I was going to say, yeah, what's I that think joke that's on? when we had more listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, mm-hmm. I sh- maybe we should do them. I mean, I, honestly, I, uh, my wife watches uh, the Hallmark, one of the Hallmark shows. It's a daily show that they do. And they had on there Trevor Noah. Uh, I'm sure they have had him on there, but they had on there uh, these two guys that do a podcast that that are like they're like they're dudes like us, right? They're just guys, and they decided yeah. to do a whole podcast on all of the Hallmark movie catalog, oh, and that's Lord. all they review they're, are Hallmark. They're movies. geniuses, and they're like the number three, yeah. you know, rated you know <laughs> podcast in their category. Of course they are because they're. That's genius. It is genius. And yeah. I'm kind of pissed that I, I didn't think of it. <laughs> because. God, but think of the torture. Think I, of the torture. You're not wrong. Because basically. Right? Like I the, couldn't the, do the, it. I, I'd give up way too soon. Because the, the, the dynamic of the show is like one guy loves them, one guy hates them, and one guy is just like whatever. Right? So like there's one guy that's always like. <laughs> Let me guess, she's going to fall in love with this guy and the old man, the only man over the age of 60 is actually Santa, you know, like, um, but then he goes into like, the guy like critiques things like, well, in the real world, you can't just use the internet to save your cookie business. Like, how does that actually work? You know, I just, things like that, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I will tell you this, I'm going to kind of I'm going to uh, call my wife out here just for a little bit, but she doesn't listen to the show so it doesn't matter. The last <laughs> time I'm looking around make sure she's not behind me about to hit me. The last time she was truly upset with me and I mean truly upset with me is that because she knows that I, you know, I worked in TV and film and I kind of keep my ear to the ground on local productions of movies that might interest me to submit a resume. And mm-hmm. they filmed a Hallmark movie in Charlotte while we lived here. And 
I somehow missed it, and she was pissed. She's so, like, so was it like an, an, an overworked banker um, who has no time for his social life meets the, uh, I don't know, a barbecue salesman I don't, uh, of a local uh, small <laughs> barbecue, barbecue shop? I love it. No, it wasn't that. I don't know. I don't remember what the I don't know what the plot line was. They're all the same. But I love I'm the probably idea, not wrong. I love the idea that he's a barbecue guy, like it's the barbecue dude, and she's from the big city of Charlotte, who's a banker because that's what Charlotte's known for is banking. I yep. love that idea. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. There you go. You just I've just made a, a whole new script. You just you just made a new movie. I love this idea. Perfect. But like let's make it kind of gritty like we actually show him like butchering pigs and stuff. Let's 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 uh, <laughs> uh Which one is this one? <laughs> a dark and, a dark and gritty uh, Hallmark. That's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, something like that. I think it's called uh it's called a Christmas love story is what this one is called. Uh, this new Hallmark movie was filmed in Charlotte, so it's a great chance that things will look familiar, like Sophia's Lounge, while getting your Christmas movie fix. Uh, uh, youth choir director Catherine, who is played by Kristen Chenoweth, discovers one of her oh, students... Oh, Kristen Chenoweth was in Charlotte. Nice. Yeah, discovers one of her students' volunteers, Danny, has a golden voice and tries to enlist him for the big Christmas Eve show. <laughs> Despite his widowed father, Greg, played by Scott Wolfe, Resistance. When she shows up one night at Danny's home to make a final plea for the teen to work with the choir, a snowstorm forces her forces her to spend the night. And that's where we get the song. Actually, if this was Charlotte, it would be Ice Storm. Yeah, or Rain. I mean, it doesn't snow rain. here. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, while she is successful at winning over Greg, a budding romance also develops. However, however... Danny has a life-changing secret that affects both his father and Catherine and threatens to undermine his new relationship. Uh-oh. I think he comes out. I think that's what it is. See, like, mm, like, seriously, poor guy. I think that's what it is. He comes out. But, like, no, you're not wrong. The fact that it snows, that's total garbage. It doesn't snow here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not in Charlotte. Not in no. Charlotte. Film it in Hickory, fine. Yeah. There's snow there. It's only an hour and a half north. Yeah. They have snow. Asheville, even. Asheville would have been a better... Better and, city anyway. And I don't for think romantic. And I don't think it's supposed to take place in Charlotte. I think they filmed it here. I okay. think it's a, it's North Carolina, and they make reference to going yeah. to Charlotte. I think again, I my wife has watched it. I have not, but like she's literally <laughs> watching it, and I'm off, you know, playing on my phone, and she's like, "Look, I could have been that extra sitting right there at that restaurant, or I could have been that extra." I'm like, "I'm sorry, okay, jeez." So I check now. The uh, NC film listing about once a month. I'm like, okay. But I tell you, we could we could make millions with regional specific Hallmark Christmas movies. I like this idea, right? Yeah, like you there go, you go. If you, you film it in Louisiana, and, and she's she's the college professor from LSU who falls in love with the shrimp farmer or the shrimper shrimp farmer yeah, <laughs> from the bayou. <laughs> Except she can't understand what he says, and that's where the hilarity ensues. <laughs> I love it. Basically, we'll I get, love it. We'll get make farmer, it happen. We'll get Farmer Friend to uh, to to be the thing, to do the to be the guy. <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Hate you. <laughs> anyway, while we go write our scripts, 
What are we watching next week? I oh, no, know. we've already done that. Oh, yeah, we're doing the, the thing. So, yeah. So, uh, my call to action, once again, I used to ask people to email the show. I've long since given up on that. So, I'll just simply say, share the show with somebody that you know. And I did not mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> Um, That's actually, there you go. Yeah. The share, start of a country song. Yeah. Share the show with someone, with someone you, know. you know. And and then get caught up in a snowstorm and listen to our podcast. Uh, seriously, share share the, the show if you can. Um, you know, leave us reviews, things like that if you want. But uh, honestly, just word of mouth or whatever. Let's 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 help grow yeah. the podcast because the more listeners, the better. I don't know, um, for yeah. other reasons, oh, any reasons other than to stroke my ego. Um, visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Um, I think I only have about 100 episodes to go in our catalog, our back catalog. So I've done, I think I've done the 170, I guess tonight will be 177. So mm-hmm. yeah, about 100 more to go. So go back nice. and listen. Also, our six-year anniversary is coming up. So we want to do something special for that. Hopefully we can get back a couple people that have, um, you know, maybe do something special. If you guys have a movie that you think that would be really good for our sixth anniversary, let us know as soon as you can through Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever. If you've got a movie you think, oh, man, this, this screams CSR, let's do it. Um, let's, let's, yeah. get the, uh, let's get the, the interaction going on with the, with the community. Uh, I don't use that word much, but you guys kind of are a community. We don't really talk with each other. We just kind of talk to you. But um, the listeners that we have, have, I think, stuck with us for a long time, which I think is really cool. So um, the the the, CS, the cheap seaters, if you will, um, this is a call to action. What do you want us to do for our sixth anniversary? It's coming up after the new year. Really excited. Six years. Holy cow. We started doing wow. this podcast before everyone had a podcast. So at least there's that. We were doing it before it was cool. I'm just going to hold that to it. Um, well, is it, is, it, is it still cool? I think it's cool. Not that we do it, but I think, yeah. you know, like, like oh, okay. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, someone, because when I say, oh, I have a podcast, people are like, oh, they get excited. They're like, oh, okay, what's it about? And then I tell them, they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they said, should I listen to it? And then I say, no. So, um, I, I want I want people to listen to it. I just don't want my work friends to listen to it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> uh, for for obvious reasons. I want, I, I want everybody like to listen did. to it, but nobody that I know personally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. Everybody should listen to it, except them. No, seriously. No, really. Uh, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews is that. Instagram. We're on the Instagram. I'm still figuring it out. It's weird, but... You know, go to the Instagram and follow us. Like us. I don't know how that works. Follow us, I guess. Um, and you follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And um, that's it. And Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com is our email address. So, on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. This has been a blast. Uh, what an incredible movie. Seriously, go watch it. And we will see you next week for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Perfect.